A new generation has emerged in the earth. A seed in the ground has been sprouting, yet all around everything looked dead. Like the ground has closed every crack that the fragile seedling requires to sprout, out of the unseen to the seen, out of the death stage with resurrection power. But when the Kairos moment is announced, not even the concrete pavement can stop that seedling from pushing through. The trumpet has sounded, and that sound has hit the core of the earth. A new generation has emerged. A generation prepared and released by the heavens. Feared and hated in hell, yet the world does not recognize, neither is it ready for us. A generation coming from the wilderness of the word, where we have learnt how to die to our carnal ambitions, and embrace the mandate of our Creator. A generation who have overcome the temptations that appeal to the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh and pride of life. Our sword is soiled with the blood of our crucified flesh, and desires of the flesh. A generation that has gone through our valleys, and made a decision to join the remnant. A new generation alive in Christ has emerged. A generation whose natural appetite was long overtaken, by the spiritual appetite that declares. My food is to do the will of he who sent me and to finish his work. The king's food and wine is not what entices us, but we choose to eat that which proceeds from the mouth of God. In a world of varied options, we are the generation with a singular sight. We have locked eyes with Christ. The author and finisher of our faith men and women who have made a covenant with our eyes. A new generation fiercely committed to the word of God has emerged. A generation who know that our lives are worth the blood of the Lamb, therefore we cannot be bought with any position, nor sold for any price. We have eaten of his flesh, and drank of his blood, therefore we can confidently say, it is not I who live but Christ in me the hope of glory. A generation that does not take lightly, the greatest event in human history, the cross. We know, it is because of the finished work of Christ on the cross, that we emerge in this season, to establish kingdom lifestyle in the earth. A new generation birthed on the cross has emerged. A generation with the Isaka dimension is here, we know what Kairos we are in, and what we ought to do. The heavenly assignment is all we are here for, to become the interface between heaven and the earth. Downloading all that heaven wants installed on the earth. Heaven looked down for a man who would stand in the gap for the nations, and this generation, in one voice answered. We are here. And are willing to be misunderstood for our faith, rejected for our boldness and courage, and persecuted for holding on to the word. For the joy set before us, we are willing to be identified with Christ. A new fearless generation has emerged. We might not be perfect. Our past might try to haunt us. The enemy will try to stop us using any available vessel, but, like a pilot about to take off, we are announcing. We are committed. No turning back. From the north, south, east and west, behold, a new generation, who will bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. A new generation has emerged, backed by the heavenly host, with a trumpet sounding. Let God arise and all his enemies be scattered. A new generation that has no color, no race, no gender, and no status has emerged. The Ecclesia has emerged. We are the Cyrus community. And of pointing you significantly to what was going on. So yes. now, 
The, all these things are pointing us to the why of the crucifixion. Mm. You see, if we understand that, then we'll understand the intended outcome mm. of the crucifixion, not the action of the crucifixion. Now let's go back to the issue of the intended outcome. Exactly. Now two things. First, we've started by God had an intent. Yes. He had a plan, he had a purpose, yes. he had a process, he had a kingdom. Mm -hmm. he, wanted a, he wanted man to function in it. Okay. Man was derailed from this whole process. And in the derailment came everything that we know to be evil. So the cross primarily was to restore. Jesus often said, I came to seek and save. Where we get mm. the term salvation from. To seek and save that which was lost. lost. Okay. Okay. So what was lost? What was lost was the kingdom. What was lost was man's position. Mm -hmm. What was lost was man's authority. What was lost was man's functionality. Mm. So the cross has to be understood properly, and this is where we now need to pay close attention. The cross, to be understood properly, we must understand two terms. These terms are interconnected even though they are distinct. So let me start at the very outset. These two terms, if you don't get them, then you do not know what the cross was about. Mm. And not knowing them mm. causes problems. Yes. And these two terms are redemption and salvation. Okay. If you want to know the uh, topic today, yes. this is our topic. Yes. This is where we are going. Yes. For you to understand all along why crucifixion. Yes. What is it about? When you talk about Easter, what is it that is being covered? Mm -hmm. that is being blood so that you do not yes. see redemption and, and salvation. salvation. Now, let me separate these two things from the very outset. What is redemption? Redemption is a sovereign and singular act. Listen to those two terms. Okay. Sovereign. Yes. Singular. Meaning it can't be repeated. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Sovereign meaning it was carried out completely by God, nothing to do with you. Hmm. God, Jesus came to redeem us. You can't do about that. You can't, you can't, can't do anything yourself. about You did not initiate that. You did not initiate it. You did not deserve it. You did not ask for it. Hmm. Sovereign and singular act carried out by God at, this at the crucifixion. That's the crucifixion that was an act of redemption. Hmm. Let's get that clear. Okay. Let that sit on you that yes. God... By crucify, having Jesus crucified, redeemed us. Hmm. And this is a sovereign act? Yes. No man went to beg him. No man came and said uh, to give him counsel of how to go about it. A sovereign act. This is God himself. Yes. In fact, listen carefully. Okay. Correctly positioned, hmm. Jesus died. He wasn't killed. Okay. The Bible said he gave up the ghost. Hmm. He did. Intentionally, because that's the reason he came. I go to die. Okay. Okay? Even though men nailed him. Yes, but he went to die. Mm. Now, that is when we are going to break them down further. So redemption is a sovereign and singular act. God did it. Okay? Salvation is an individual process we go through mm. in stages. Mm. But salvation is when we access what redemption did for us. Okay, stop first. That's <laughs> something you've just said. Yes. That salvation is a process we go through yes. in stages of growth. Exactly. So you cannot come and say, 
I got born again and I'm okay. I'm stuck there. I'm not moving. I'm okay. <laughs> There's something called stages of growth. Exactly. All right? And Maybe so, you need to explain yeah, and to so us. So normally, we usually miss, miss label what has happened. Mm. Instead of saying I have been redeemed, you say I am saved. Mm, okay, please. You need to explain that again. <laughs> I think you need to go back to redemption again. Come through to the process of salvation. Yes. Okay. Think of it this way. Yes. If you had been kidnapped and the kidnappers asked for a ransom and I pay the ransom and I bring you home, I have redeemed you. That's what we normally say, I am saved. Mm. It sounds okay. You've been saved from trouble, but primarily you've been redeemed. Okay. Okay. Salvation is you learning now to live in this freedom away from the trauma of what you had been through. Mm, mm, mm. Imagine if you were taken away while you are a baby. Okay. And I only found out when you're 20. Okay. And you're my son. Mm. And I paid the price to bring you home. You are now redeemed. Mm. But the journey of saving you, mm, mm. restoring and you. And that is why then, Maybe now finally it makes sense when you talk about the renewal of the mind. Thank you. That you can say you're born again, but if yes. you're not going through the process of the renewal of the mind, exactly. you're like now explain with this son who has been lost for 20 years. Exactly. If he's not renewed. Now mm -hmm. I have to introduce him to his family, even though he's safe. Okay. He's home. Okay. I have to show him the history of his family. Okay. Show him who he is. Mm. Show him what rights and privileges he has as a child. Mm. Show him what is already his. Mm. Do you realize he inherited even though he was out there? So when we say we are saved, okay, this one we have to stay here. <laughs> when we say we are saved, most yes. of the time we are saying we are redeemed. We are redeemed. We are not We've yet been going redeemed, through the journey of salvation. But the journey of salvation, which is a process, exactly. and I love the words you're using, stage yes. of growth. There are different stages of growth. Yes. Meaning the first stage is wait, your home. Yes. I'm your father. Yes, and that is what okay. you know. Please get this. Okay. If when you're out there you're used to sleeping under the bed, I've brought you home. It's only day three. Mm. Where will you naturally sleep? Under the bed. That's why we don't understand why people who are born again are acting weird. Hmm. You're born again and you're saying you're the son of God, which is true. True, 100%. But your behavior yes. does not translate to, a, to, to one who is a son of God. That is why we use, you begin to oh. see terms in the New Testament. Regenerated, hmm. I am a new creation. Hmm. It is no longer I that live. Living is a process. Hmm. But Christ who lives in me, another process. Okay. That's why we say, be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind that mm. you may know the acceptable. In other words, take time. Let us help you understand this family so you know when to sleep, when to eat, how to go, how to go about. It does not take away who you are. I think finally, somebody who is listening to us today will say, I now understand what you mean when you say that when you come to God yes. and your prayers are prayers of begging, yes. it is a sign that you have not even started your journey, the process of you salvation. You are redeemed, but you have not yet journeyed salvation. So you are born again, yes, if you may use that statement to understand. If today you died, you'll go to heaven. True. But your life here, you are still miserable. begging your father because you've not gone through the process of understanding. This is my father and his will for me 
is not for me to come to him begging for bread, but to know that he has restored me exactly. and brought me back to the house. And that is why, as a redeemed one, yes. you have to be taught how to pray. As a redeemed mm. one, you have to be taught how to ask. Mm. As a redeemed one, you have to be taught how to act. Now, let me tell you something. Some people are redeemed. Yes. When they are redeemed, they are told, come to God so that your sins can be forgiven, hmm. so that all your troubles can go away, so that all your sicknesses can go away. So when you come to this place, what, you, what we call yes. born again, yes. you find believers got born again and now they sat. Why? Because somebody promised them, in your father's house, you do nothing because when you get redeemed yes. or what we call born again, yes. your father takes over after that. Listen. Heaven has taken over your life. Yes, listen guys, let's put this correctly. Uh -huh. God forgave you 2,000 years ago. It was a sovereign, singular act. act. Mm. From the day Christ died and rose again, forgiveness was released. Okay. God is not come and God will forgive you. God forgave you. Okay. It is you who has not accessed the forgiveness. Mm. That is why you need salvation. Salvation comes from the term salvage. Salvage takes time. Hmm. When you salvage something, when you take something back and you need to put it back into order, it takes time. Hmm. It takes cleaning. Yes. It takes polishing. It takes adjusting. It mm -hmm. takes repairing. That's what you call salvage. Have you ever seen when they take a car that was completely written off yes. and they restore it? It takes time. It takes Time, it takes process. So what we don't understand as the body of Christ is that, yes, we are redeemed, Go but on. it will take time until we come to this place of maturity. Exactly. It is a process. It's a process. And this is now explains, when we talk about the fivefold, why did God give us some who are apostles, yes. prophets, and teachers, and all that, so that they can take us through this process yes. of bringing us to understand exactly. what salvation is. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and let's look at a scripture or two because you can think we're just making statements, mm -hmm. and see if scripture talks about it, you'll notice whenever the issue of the cross arises, scriptures will always make reference to the two things. Redemption it's just that we never notice. We bundle them. Redemption, Redemption and salvation. salvation. Redemption, salvation. Redemption is an act. Salvation is a process. Until you can fully walk in the fullness of what the full price was paid for. Mm. The price was paid. Yes. 100%. God forgave you. Mm. Forgiveness is now available. Yes. But the journey of walking in the fullness of one who has been redeemed mm. is a process. And it is God's will that every man will come to him and yes. not perish. Exactly. That one we know. It is the Holy Spirit who convicts you of sin. Simple. So when I come to this place of salvation where I say, wait a minute, I now realize I need to receive this redemption. Yes. I need to get this new life that God is offering me, exactly. he's already given to me. Yes. So that salvation, yes. it is the Holy Spirit who even stirs up your exactly. heart. Exactly. And you see the sad thing, yes. in most of Christendom, mm -hmm. instead of understanding redemption and knowing that we should be walking in the process of salvation, we spend so much time still trying to fix the problems that were pre-redemption. Mm. So we think that we can work it out. You can't. Mm. Mm. God did this not because you could. But once he did it, he gave you freedom to access what it is 
four. So God does his part, which is redemption. Yes. My part is salvation, yes. which is a personal choice that I make. And it's a journey. And it is also a journey that I go through and I make a decision to take up the responsibility. When yes. you talk of renewing of the mind, you have to go through the exactly. renewal of the mind. When you talk about being transformed, you have to surrender because the word of God comes to transform you. Yes. But the word of God does not force transformation on exactly. you. Exactly. You now, have to now say, listen, what's my responsibility in this journey? Now, to bring a bit of clarity, yeah? let's listen to these scriptures. You mm -hmm. may have heard them before, but now with the separation in your mind yes. between redemption and salvation, listen to them again. That is Ephesians 1, 7. Yes. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. So please be clear. You got redemption through his blood and you also got forgiveness of sins. In other words, the forgiveness of sins came in that act. Hmm. The forgiveness of sins is not in the future. Hmm. It is in the yes. past. So his blood was already shed. When he did that, listen, God didn't forgive us after we sinned. He forgave us before we sinned. Hmm. Very complicated concept. Yes. In other words, forgiveness was put in place as a sovereign act, not as a response to our repentance. Mm. So when that I that. say that, I've, Lord, forgive me my sins, yes. he's telling you, listen, I know you're limited. Your language is limited. I already forgave you. You know what yes. you're doing now? You are accepting my forgiveness. And there Thank are many you. people who do not understand that. When you say you're born again, yes. the first thing you say is, wait a minute, I want to receive yes. what God is giving exactly. me. Exactly. Redemption. Yes. Forgiveness because of the sin. The picture should be, Father, I thank you. I yes. have discovered hmm. that you forgive me. And what about this thing of me repeating yes. that, Lord, I am a sinner. Yes. I have done evil. I have done many evil things. God tells you, stop. <laughs> not, that's not of interest. I know. If we can understand that God is telling us, listen, come to me to receive what I gave you already. Yes. We see this in the prodigal son when he comes home. Yes. He doesn't come and tell the father. Remember what he had said. Yeah. In my father's house, even the servants do not this. I will exactly. go yes. and I will tell my father. Yes. I even can become a servant. He had a whole journey. When he comes here, the father doesn't give him that opportunity. Absolutely. Why the father knows. And he tells you, listen, that conversation you're having is a conversation of a fallen person. Let me ask a question. Did the prodigal son know he had sinned? Mm -hmm. That's why he came back. Yes. Did the father know he had sinned? Yes. Why is that a conversation? Mm. And that's why it talks about according to the riches of his grace. So think of it this way. Yes. Imagine my son who does something wrong and runs away from home. Okay. Then he is informed I have already forgiven him. Mm. When he comes home, does he ask for forgiveness? He already knows. Do you, do you get the picture? Mm. It is not him coming and asking, then I will give him. Meaning he has not been forgiven yet mm. until he asks. Mm. Now that, that's not God. According to the riches of his grace, not according to the fervency of our asking. Yes. So when God redeemed us through his blood, he forgave us. God doesn't see you through your sin. Mm. You see God through your sin. Mm. And that that's limits a problem. us. We don't know how to approach him when we see him, the same way we see our, our earthly fathers. Yes. Where you look at him and you're like, you know what, has he forgiven? Are you sure? After what I did, and God is looking at you and telling you, listen, it's only because through the blood of Jesus, you have forgiveness of sins. So it's not about you, it's about him. Yes. It's about the riches of his grace. That's how you should walk. Where we yeah. say, listen, there's something called redemption. Yes. 
and I receive it. Please understand this. God has no interest in sin. Mm. He's not interested in punishing you for sin. Yes. Those are not his activities. Mm. He's interested, interested in restoring you to functionality. Yes. Sin is in the way. So how does God fix that problem? By forgiving you. Once he forgives you, he has removed sin from the way. That allows you to come back. Now, do you have certain habits that have messed up that can cause you to sin? Yes, you do. He's here to fix that, not to focus on the sin. And that is why now you're being told that salvation is a personal journey. Yes. And it has stages of growth. What is your sin? Ah. Uh, you know, whenever I see any, any, anyone in a skirt, I have a problem. I have a problem. And God tells you, you can handle that. It is called renewal of your mind. Thank it you. is your mind that needs to I go need through to a journey. That. So what happens? The word of God comes to fix your mind. You don't need prayer and a prophet to lay hands on you. No, you listen, need guys, your mind. Listen carefully. Okay? There's this statement that we say that you need to confess your sin oh. to who he knows. <laughs> Do you know what it means to confess your sin? Yes. The actual meaning, mm. I need to acknowledge that I have this problem. Mm. Mm. It doesn't mean I need to tell him. He knows. Yes. I'm the one who needs to come to conclusion, to confess primarily to myself, mm. that this is an issue, it needs help. Mm. So God is interested in you asking for help, not in you explaining your sin. Mm. So you need to come up and say, you know what? I have a problem with my mouth. Yeah. Every time I have a sister next to me mm. and I need to talk to them, even if they are strangers, I will talk about other people. There you go. I'm the one who is confessing that I now I know have I have problem. a problem. So when you talk about salvation and stages of growth, you're saying I need to grow out of this stage where I talk about people, yes. where I only see evil in others, where I never see good in my brother or my sister. I have a problem. So what needs to be done? Not a prayer. But renewal renew your mind. Mm -hmm. How do you mind. renew your mind? Replace that gossipy evil statement mm. with good, nice statements of people. So That's your life becomes renewal. deliberate. So if you must talk and keep talking, mm. talk good. Yeah. Talk good of others. Yeah. That's renewal. So I think what you're saying here when you talk about salvation is where we look at ourselves and say, yes. listen, there's a statement you're making and you keep repeating it. That there's something called stages of growth. Yes. In one stage of growth is where, for example, what you're saying, I talk about people, I'll grow out of that. But now you will notice now, wait a minute, I'm selfish. Mm. This is another level. I'm yes. selfish. So what happens now? The word of God highlights in me that I'm selfish. And what needs to happen? You don't need a prayer. I think there are so many things today we keep telling people, mm -mm, you don't need a prayer. Okay, how do we know? How do we know that? Read a scripture that explains you don't need a prayer. First Peter 1, 18 to 19. Knowing that it was not with corruptible things, with silver or gold, that you were redeemed from your vain manner of life, handed down from your fathers, but with precious blood as of a lamb, without blemish and without spot, the blood of Christ. So think about it. What is it telling you? It is not out of corruptible things. It's not money. It was not only every problem you had that you were redeemed by the blood was handed down to you. In other words, you have lived this way for so long, like you said, our blind spots. Yes. So if that's how you have been living, it's because I was nurtured that way. It is the world I'm used to. Now, if it I was redeemed, remember I told you that every time you'll see these two terms, it is because of the blood that redeemed you 
that is supposed to get you out of that. But having got you out, now we want to look at the concept of how then salvation plays in, and that is still found in Philippians. Philippians 2, 12 to 13. Mm -hmm. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, mm -hmm. but now more, much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. So, work out your salvation. With fear and trembling. That means salvation is worked out. Hmm. Notice, process, work out. Go out of your way to grow through this. That means salvation is a process that starts. Yes, I'm born again. Okay. But you know, I realize, even though I'm born again, now I've been regenerated, meaning I am a new creation, creation in Christ. Okay. But my mind is still functioning in a particular way. Mm. Even mm. though now my soul has been given, yes. my spirit is a spirit of God, mm -hmm. but my mind mm -hmm. is still programmed a certain way. That's why I need sent ones. I need to be taught. I need to hear the word so that I can be renewed. Okay. When I am renewed, be transformed by the renewal of your mind remember what you said about the gossip yes if i don't renew my mind i will not be transformed mm. okay and when you're transformed you grow in maturity okay when you grow in maturity your level of functionality changes so let's go back to the process yes. where i say listen i'm thinking as a failure where am i thinking i'm a failure i'm thinking things will not work out where am i thinking like there that because go. of where i'm coming from so even though i'm uh, redeemed and i'm a son of god i still have failure thoughts yes. i need to be renewed That's i need it. the renewal of my mind now if i can change my mind that i'm not a failure god did not create me a failure then I will be transformed. Yes. Once I'm transformed, I will start growing in maturity. Therefore, how I see myself and how I see others yes. will change maturity. When I come to this place of maturity, my functionality is different because now I don't have fear or failure. When the word tells me, step out, take your rod, go out, I will function properly because my mind has been renewed. There you go. That's the so, so, understanding of salvation. So when you have a, a clear understanding of redemption, a sovereign act of God, okay. he who knew no sin became mm -hmm. sin yes. that we might become his righteousness. He did the act. His act changed my location. Mm. Mm. Redemption. We have been redeemed. Get that in your system. If Christ died and I accept that he died for me, yes. I am redeemed. Mm. Right? But salvation means I now must learn how to live inside of that redemption. And listen, guys, these two terms, not properly understood, is where chaos comes in rituals. Because many people will create rituals where redemption has ended them. Hmm. Please explain. You see, if Christ has redeemed you by being the ultimate sacrifice, mm -hmm. you cannot offer any sacrifice for anything. You hear the difference? Yes. So, in the Old Testament order, you could have given a lamb out of sacrifice for your sin to be forgiven, for something to change, for sickness to be healed. It doesn't matter. After the cross, you can't give anything mm. for it. Mm. You receive those things by faith. Now, any act of giving is an act of generosity. Mm. 
not an act of activation. And neither now at this point now you do not give anything to activate heaven. Exactly. Nothing you can do in the earth. And I think you've listened to our series, the Melchizedek series, yes. where we said that there's no kind of giving that you can do to activate heaven. There's no tithe that you can give to cause heaven window, windows of heaven to open over you. And here we are talking about you cannot give your tithe for yes. blessings or for increase of your business exactly. and all that kind of thing. And we have said that there's no level of giving that can cause blessings into your life. So you see, if, if you don't understand redemption, when you're taught principles, you will still think you're using them to redeem yourself. Mm. Instead of understanding, it is because you're redeemed that you can use the principles. Mm. Mm. And you see how the confusion is? Yeah. Where people think, you know, there is this thing that happened, I think there is a curse in our family, the curses ended on the cross. Mm. There's no curse in your family. You remember you said something, that when you're redeemed and you've come into the family of God, there is a level of walking that you need to now go through yes. for you to understand where is this have come. Yes. Who are the people I'm with in this place? Yes. Who is my father? What are the principles of living? What are the principles of growth? What are the principles of business? That's of it. increase? There you go. You are going to go through this. Yes. If you don't go through that, you will be confusing two things. Mm. You will be confusing your redemption yes. and your own work, redeeming yes. yourself. You'll keep trying to redeem yourself. So you'll always try to say, listen, father, I'm in this place, but I need food. But for me to get food, I need to do something. Yes. I have worked for you. I have given my life. I have fasted so that you do something for me. That is a son who has not understood redemption. And that is why it's so dangerous. Mm -hmm. I know it has been taught in places. Yeah. How to redeem this and redeem that. You can't redeem anything. <laughs> you have no power of redemption. Mm -hmm. Only one can redeem. And that was Christ. Wow. And he already did it. Those are Old Testament concepts. You can't bring them into the new. And as we continue with this series, we'll have to look at what ended at the cross yes. and how we live post-cross, hmm. not pre-cross. Yes. Sometimes we pull so many pre-cross arguments into a post-cross context. Hmm. Hmm. They cannot work there. They have no power there. But the minute you bring them there, you have nullified the cross. Hmm. You have wow. removed its power, you have taken over, you've gone back to the days when if you needed redemption, you did something. When you needed God to respond, you did something. When you needed God to act, you did something. Now God has acted so that you stop trying to redeem yourself and go back to living in the fullness of what he intended. Mm. Two different dynamics. You know when you talk about redemption, before the fall of man, yes. Adam was given, the, was put in the garden and he was told, keep this, till this, yes. cultivate, multiply, yep. bring profitability to there this. You go. But he was not fallen. There you go. After the fall, we think when you want to be profitable, yes. you have to do something yes. and you have to sweat, you have to toil. Mm. But you're being told after the cross, you're being told, go back to see how yes. Adam lived. Absolutely. Because that's what God is calling us to. But you mm. know what? Remember we said something. Yeah. If you've been living in the style and you've been called back to the father's house, you start asking the father, are you telling me that I can eat in your house without paying anything? Are you telling me that you can give me food without me working and toiling? Are you telling me that my life can be good without this? And God is telling you, listen, in this place you only need one thing, instruction. That's it. If you follow Truth. my instruction, yes. it will attract everything it needs, yes. including money. That's why Jesus said that seek the kingdom and these things will be added. Yes. What are the things that have been added? The things hmm. that the Gentiles go looking for. Yeah. 
they are still trying to redeem themselves. Yeah. They are still trying to work out themselves. Now, I want us to look at a scripture. Yeah. This is a loaded scripture, mm. and it's a bit of reading, so you'll have to walk with us, but this is important because it will explain to you. This is Paul writing to the Colossians, mm -hmm. but he's basically explaining how, we, we sometimes we call it the, the prayer. But the truth is, he's explaining his intent and his understanding that he would love the Colossians to know mm -hmm. about what has happened to them. And I think this is one passage that covers a lot of the things we've said, so we'll take it in pieces as we go. So I want you to listen to Paul's heart. In other words, as a sent one, this is the heart of a sent one towards those you are sent to. Colossians 1. Okay. 9 to 20. Uh -huh. For this reason, we also since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Please note, we pray, look at Paul's prayer, that you be filled in the knowledge of his will, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Why is he praying these things? Mm. Because what is missing. Yeah. You are now redeemed. If you, in fact, the, the mm -hmm. reason we didn't start the whole scripture for this reason, for what reason? When we heard about your acceptance, we heard about you coming into the body, yes. we heard about your faith. In other words, now that you're saved, now that you've been redeemed and you know that, mm. this is my, our prayer for you. Yes. That you may be filled with knowledge. How I get filled with knowledge? By being taught. Mm. How are you filled with wisdom? By acting on what you're taught. How are you filled with spiritual understanding? By the experiences you get out of that truth. Wow. And, and what should be the outcome of that? Verse 10. That you may walk worthy of the Lord, mm -hmm. fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. Being fruitful in every, not just work, hmm. good work, while still doing what? Increasing in the knowledge. Remember he said, we, want, we pray that you have knowledge. Now he's saying we want you to increase. increase. That's good. All right. Increase. In the knowledge. Okay. And increasing in the knowledge of God does what? Uh, verse 11. That is strengthened with all might mm -hmm. according to his glorious power for all patience and long suffering with joy. Mm -hmm. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. What? Being giving thanks to the Father who has done what? Mm. Qualified us. Mm -hmm. To the inheritance, where did you get that? Redemption. Not because of your knowledge. Mm. Not because of your long suffering. Mm. Not because of the things you've done. But he qualified you. You did not qualify. Wow. And he qualified us to be partakers of the, of the inheritance. inheritance of the saints. There's something called yes. the inheritance of the saints. Thank you. Continue. That's verse 13. He uh -huh. has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of his love. So he delivered us from what? Darkness. When you are redeemed, you are delivered from what? Darkness. Where were you taken? Into the kingdom. Notice the key word. Hmm. Kingdom of the son of his love. Let us continue. In whom we have redemption, through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Again. See how many times this theme is found in scripture? Yes. In whom, that son, we have redemption. Remember you came blood. into the kingdom. How did you get there? Redemption through his blood. And in that same blood you received what? Forgiveness. Are you beginning to see? Mm -hmm. He uh -huh. is the image of the invisible God, mm -hmm. the firstborn over all creation. Mm -hmm. For by him all things were created mm -hmm. that are in heaven and that are on the earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions and principalities 
or powers. All things were created through him and, and for him. So all things were created through him and, and for him. him. Remember, it's the image of God. Remember where we started? Yes. Adam, the image of God. God. Okay, verse 17. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, that's the ecclesia, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have preeminence. Mm -hmm. For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things to himself. Mm -hmm. By him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. Pause. Mm -hmm. What did the cross do? Reconciled all things back to creation. Yes. By him, through him, all things were created. Mm -hmm. Right? In him, everything consists. But through the blood of his cross, mm -hmm. he has made peace. He's brought back everything, whether things in heaven or on earth, mm -hmm. he has brought to us. That is the inheritance of the saints. Mm -hmm. That is the crucial thing being discussed. Now, let's go to another, another scripture that still touches on the same idea of what's going on here. 1 Corinthians mm -hmm. 1.18 mm -hmm. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Listen to that nicely. I know we like focusing on the first part only. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. perishing. So perishing is a continuing activity, right? Yes. But to us who are being saved. So hmm. being saved is also? <laughs> Continuous. Continuous. It is the power of God. Hmm. So all the things you're hearing is being saved. Being saved. For those of us who are, Paul is writing. Paul is an apostle, but Paul is saying he's doing what? Being he's being saved. saved. Think about it. Hmm. So how can you say, I am saved? No, you are being saved. Saved. And but you are redeemed. Journey, redeemed is full stop. Yes. Saved is being. Mm. Redeemed is full stop. Yes. Saved is a continuous yes. journey. And that is why every time I'm in this journey, I see the life of God in me yes. from different dimensions. Exactly. I see and I experience God in different dimensions. Because when we are redeemed, we still don't know the fullness of what we are redeemed to. Mm. We do not know what God intended. We do not, that's why Paul says, I pray that you get knowledge, mm. that you get understanding for you to know yes. the inheritance, mm. the fullness. And these things are on earth in heaven. heaven. That cross was not just an act of you are saved. Mm. That cross was a reconciliation of all things. And you see what I'm hearing now? That every time we ask, what are yes. you hearing? Hmm. We are telling you, don't be static in your hmm. journey. Or rather, not even you're not in, in a journey anyway. Yes. Don't be static. Learn something because in this hearing God, knowing his voice, hearing to extract an instruction, I mean knowing to extract an instruction, you are growing. Yes. In this growth is where you have been able, now you can say when I go out to function, I'm functioning on a higher level because of my growth Simple. in the word of God. Simple. Yeah. And it, was, it is crucial for us to do these things because I think sometimes yeah. when you talk about the power to produce wealth, th people think we don't understand the cross. <laughs> people think these guys are so materialistic. Do they know about Jesus? Do they know about the, the salvation? Do they know about... Listen, when you get to know this, you get fired to function there. Hmm. When you because, understand what your inheritance is, yes. when you understand abounding to every good work, hmm. when you understand the inheritance of the saints, yes. when you understand heaven and earth, when you understand that we have been reconstituted to compete, complete what Adam failed at, hmm. it changes you. And remember what he was told. Yes. Go 
multiply, fill the earth. That is called be profitable, be, be productive. productive. Go out there and multiply. Now, when you get to understand the cross, yes. you now know, listen, that mandate cannot be stopped because we see the same mandate repeated to Noah. Meaning exactly. God is serious about this thing. God is telling you, my friend, I need multiplication. Yes. I need productivity in the earth. I need you to increase. But you cannot do that if you do not understand redemption exactly. and salvation. Exactly. So salvation, I'm hearing something here. Where we are asking ourselves that if I am saved, and I keep saying I am saved, mm. am I repeating the same word saved? Because I should be saying <laughs> yesterday I knew him as father. There you go. Today I know him as my protector. <laughs> Tomorrow I've known him as my provider. <laughs> the following day I know my brethren as my brothers, <laughs> not as brethren. They are my brothers. Exactly. They are my family. Yes. A day comes and you say, listen, they are my friends. You are growing in your knowledge. You are growing in your knowledge. And I love the scripture you read about, uh, you said you read about uh, Peter, is it mm. Paul, talking about mm. growing in knowledge. Growing in knowledge. Yeah. And that's who are being saved. Mm. You know, this is progression of saved. Yes. Let's look at another scripture. Colossians 2, 13 to 17. Mm -hmm. And you've been dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh. He has made a life together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, mm -hmm. having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Mm -hmm. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. So let no one judge you in food or in drink or regarding a festival or a new moon or Sabbaths, which are a shadow of things to come, but the substance is of Christ. Now you see what, <laughs> if you listen carefully, you know what Paul is telling you, that listen, you have been forgiven. The things that were against you have been nailed to the cross. Mm -hmm. I don't know why people keep bringing up stuff that has been nailed. Mm. So Jesus, dying on the cross, left stuff on the cross. So handwriting of requirements, notice. Handwriting of requirements. Then he goes on to say, let nobody stress you with days, Sabbath. You, did you keep that day? Did you maintain that thing? Did you, what, what, <laughs> did you drink this? Did you eat that? Which festival? New moon. So in other words, listen, all those po things were pointers. Christ is the substance. Hmm. Hmm. They were pointing somewhere. When Christ arrived, carrying them out. Now, let me put it this way. Earlier you mentioned something. Yes. When you go and look at the story of when Jesus died, the Bible tells us clearly that the curtain in the temple was torn from top to bottom. Now, theologians tell us that that curtain was 10 inches thick. Hmm. <laughs> but it was torn from top top to bottom. Now you must understand the significance. That particular time, what season was it? The Passover. So what is going on, if you understand the Jewish law, okay. there is a priest behind that curtain. Yes. He is slaughtering a lamb, mm. the Passover lamb, lamb for the nation of Israel. Jesus, the ultimate lamb, mm -hmm. is dying on the cross as the lamb for the world. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, so God says we are ending that. We are closing ending. the chapter here. Hmm. That is why this is the ultimate, the singular, no more repetition of that one. Yes. So, 
the next time that priest sacrificed, he was an idol worshiper. Mm. God was not there. The spirit mm -hmm. had left. God was not there. And what do you think the priest probably did? Mm. They probably sewed up the curtain yeah. and continued with their process. Mm. What are we doing today? Mm. Mm. Redemption has come, but as ministers, we are taking people back to the rituals. Mm. Issues of what you can drink, how you can dress, what you can't do. You, if you're a yes. Christian, you can't wear yes. this. You can't make your hair in this way. You can't... Listen, mm -hmm. those were signs. Oh, you can't put a tattoo. Signs. Mm. Oh, you can't do... Signs. You, you did not show up on... Signs. Pointing to Christ. He was the substance. So, imagine... Oh. Listen carefully. After the substance... Any sign is idol worship. Hmm. That's the reality. So Post if we talk that. about Easter, and that's why we are talking about the myth of Easter, yes. what are some of the things we are doing? Yes. Now our eyes are open that that is idol worship. Absolutely. That is not worth doing now. Because if I do this, I'm simply saying Christ's death was in vain. He did not accomplish anything. Yes. If I'm still looking for ways of deliverance, I'm simply saying, you know what? His death was not enough. He did not, not deliver. There's more. There's what my ancestors did. There's what my father said. There is another name I had been called. And that name, I need to go through a deliverance class. And you're saying, you know what? That cross could not take away this. You're making the death of Christ of no, 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 that, yeah, that means yeah. redemption did mm. not work. Mm. That's what you're saying. Yeah. That's why Paul says some of these things you do this, then you make a mockery of the crucifixion. I think there's a question somebody asked, and maybe it's good to say it here, yes. that somebody says, listen, how comes you don't do deliverance or you don't pray for us, you don't call us and tell us, you know, let's break the curse over your life or let's do this so that you can get blessings. And you said something yeah. that... When we teach the word, the word of God will deal with that issue. If you think that there's an ancestor or a father, mother, or somebody who spoke over your life, that cannot be broken by somebody laying hands on you. No. It can only be broken by you sitting under the word and allowing that word to give you no, new thoughts so that you can talk about renewal of your mind. Yes. If you're renewed and you say, wait a minute, there's something that Christ did on the cross. And that thing he did, it nullified any curse any man could have spoken over my life, over my clan, over my tribe, over my family. Nothing can survive Absolutely. what Christ did on the cross. Absolutely. But that can only come, like you said earlier, if you have teachers to teach you. The word is what breaks that. So no matter how much we tell you now at home, please stand up and raise your hands. Let's break the curses over your family. Hmm. The curses can only be broken by the word. Yep. You listening to the word. And how, why do we say the word? Because the word causes you to have a renewal of your mind. The way you're thinking today, if the word comes and changes how you think, you have deliverance. That's it. You have deliverance. Listen, so how, how is this process worked out then? Yeah. The principle is very simple. To understand we need to accept. What does it mean to accept Jesus? Hmm. Hmm. You see, we have this very interesting concept that we have coined in Christianity. Yeah. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Think of that process. What are you asking? <laughs> it sounds very spiritual yeah. and very powerful. Mm -hmm. And if it was possible for that to be a reality, then imagine just how powerful we should be. Hmm. No, no. The principle is, Lord Jesus, I accept your finished work. 
on the cross. On the cross. Mm. Through it, I was redeemed. That redemption, I accept it because it gives me, as Paul prayed, mm. inheritance. I now am a son. I receive that act of forgiveness. I receive that act of redemption. I now choose to come back to my father. Mm. You see, we make it look like he was not your father. You are the son of the devil. And then somehow you came somewhere. Mm. No, you were a lost son. Mm. Mm. You have returned home. home. Yeah. When you came home, you were received by the Father. Yes. Listen, it is God who receives you. Mm. It's not you who receives him. <laughs> I received Christ. No, 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 no. He received Imagine me. where you're sitting, you're coming to receive Christ. He's coming to re you're coming from the style. And you want to receive Christ. No, no, no. He no, no, received no. you he received. into the family. Okay, let's let's show that. You are the one who is yeah? adopted. You didn't when adopt the son him. came home, yes. he did not receive the father. No. The father received, received him. him. So you see, when we talk about uh churches, we know it. And we see that there are some words that we use mm. which make our life so mm. um Less powerful. Let me yes. not say a lie, but less powerful. Yes. Because if I sit here and I'm thinking, I received Jesus. Mm. Come into my heart. And when I look at my life, I'm like, wait, he's in my life and the mm. way I'm living. He received him. The gossip, the immorality, the lies, the conniving. Yes. And I'm still saying Jesus is in my heart. No. Then you're like, listen, he's the only one who can receive mm -hmm. you in that state. Because he knows. When I talk about redemption, I'm receiving you. I'm yeah, redeeming you been from brought that. Home. Yes. The Bible says, I am hidden in, in. him. <laughs> he is my protection. I am not his protection. <laughs> He's not in me. I am in him. Hmm. Hmm. I am in him. He's much bigger, more massive than I'll ever be. Yes. Being operating in him, he's now willing to do in me. Hmm. If you abide in me hmm. and my words abide in you, please notice the order. Jesus hmm. said, if you abide in me and my word abides in you. You know, the principle. Hmm. So it is his word that abides in me. Yes. But I abide in, in him. him. Those little things, if you shift them, they change how you interact with this work called salvation. And that's why we're talking about renewal of the mind. Yes. Be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind. Yes. That thing is so powerful mm -hmm. because as I renew, there are some debates that will end. There are some arguments that will end. I will stop going into the Bible with my preconceived ideas of who God is and what he wants for me. Mm. And I will come calm and say, listen, mm. be still. I know that I'm God. Yes. I want to show you when you talk of redemption, this is what I did in your life. If I did that, now you know who you are Absolutely. and how you ought to be living. Yes. Listen, yeah? the good thing mm -hmm. is that God understands our heart. Yes. Whenever we said I want to receive Jesus, God knows what you mean, yes. not what you're saying. Hmm. And so it is true. If you said I've received Jesus, it is, it is not wrong. We just now, remember, Salvation Renewal is renewal of your mind. A new level has come. Yes. Now you understand better what that means. Mm. It's the same way. Listen, when my daughter was 12, 14, 15, she would tell her friends, Come to my house. Come to my house. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She's not wrong, mm. but uh, she's wrong. Yes. It's not her house. Yes. It's my house. Mm -hmm. But they understand what yes. she means. Mm. So it's okay. So don't get into all this condemnation and semantics. God looks at the heart. Yes. So you could have said you received Jesus and you walk like you are in him. Perfect. Mm -hmm. God is not going to hold it against you. God is not in an English class. 
or addiction of getting it, the statements correctly structured. Yes, yes. Say, so, so what do we say now? Don't say. Come. So you're saying, <laughs> here is where I'm coming from a place of I've received Jesus. In fact, I found yes. him and then I received him. Yes. Everything is wrong, wrong in that statement. Yeah, yeah. You're coming to a place of saying, listen, it's not about the English. No. It's the understanding that I was redeemed. That's it. Then if there is one thing that you need to catch, forget yes. about the English, that I need renewal of the mind. That's it. I must always be asking myself, Am I renewing my mind? Thank because you. in this journey, yes. if I want to understand more what redemption meant, then I must renew my mind. Yeah. Always. Always renewing my mind. Yes, and God is okay with us. Listen, if you've been a parent, you know children. At the time, children think they own the house. Yeah. They think they can hold everybody around. Mm -hmm. As they grow, they realize it doesn't work like that. Okay. So we're just growing. Yes. So yes, we've been redeemed, whether we know it or not. Mm -hmm. That's powerful. Whether we've we know redeemed. it or not. But once the realization settles and we begin to walk in it hmm. that's why you see the process with the prodigal son yes when he came home the father first changed process sandals robe ring what is he doing hmm. process of salvation before he can now step back as a son and function fully hmm. that's all this is about remember we are still talking about the myth of easter yes. and what did we say we are separating the rituals the activities from the crucifixion and resurrection yes. of our Lord Jesus Christ. We're still talking about this. Yes. And we want to know more about this redemption and salvation. Yes. We want to know more. When Christ, we say, he resurrected. Mm -hmm. Why? And we are still going to look at this. We are still continuing with this journey. And we pray that you'll keep tracking. Thank you for watching this episode of the Kingdom Conversations. The big question remains, what have you heard? And what are you going to do about it? Keep tracking with us, like and follow us on our social media handles, The Cyrus Community on Facebook, Twitter and YouTube. You can send in your questions through Facebook or use the email on your screen. And as Micah 4.4 says, May you be found seated under your vine and under your fig tree. Until our next episode, keep it kingdom, keep it pure.